welcome back to the Restrictive View podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, I'm Deborah. I'm Chris. Not hit this time. Not hit this time. No, we moved. I wasn't last time either. You didn't say anything. Well, yes, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't remember it last time. So no, no, it was a one and done. One and done. If you missed that episode, you missed it. You missed his alter ego. Yeah. He might, he, he might make an well, appearance. Alter who ego, who's just as critical as my regular ego. <laughs> so uh, today we are going to review uh, not a stage show. Ooh, what could it be? And we something are also... we're not qualified to review whatsoever. Yes, well, I, 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 I'm not qualified to review stage shows. If you think about it, <laughs> you might be because you have a theatre degree. I guess you're more generally qualified to review how stories function. Full stop. And I'm more qualified sure. to review the theatre aspect of things. Why you forget is that when you do a PhD, you actually get qualified in one very specific element of a very specific True. thing. So you're, but but yeah, True. sure. But sure. we've we've seen enough shows. Hey. We're we're we're, well, we're 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 like the people. We're, we're we we we're like the people's choice. Critics, style, style critics, right? Well, people's we see choice, a lot of stuff. People's choice are usually, I'm mean, usually more like like I usually agree with people's choice more than I do with critics' choice. So there you go. Especially in movies. Especially in movies, absolutely. So yes, uh, Chris just gave it away. We will be reviewing a film. I actually didn't give it away. You just, you just, uh, you just confirmed it there. <laughs> uh, and you will also get an explanation for something that's been hinted at for a long time. Oh yes, long, long last, <laughs> a long last. So let's get cracking with our news. So our news section this week is regarding uh, Mischief Theatre. I feel like we've talked about them quite a lot um, over our 18, 19 odd episodes. We are fans, perhaps, yes. Perhaps we should just be an unofficial Mischief Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but there is an official Mischief Podcast hosted by the wonderful Dave Vern. If you are interested mm. you should definitely, in Mischief, you should definitely check that out as well. Uh, but f- definitely finish this episode before switching to Mischief Podcast. Um, but yes, it is to do with Mischief Theatre. Um, Deborah has the details. Yes, I do. So uh, if you remember, we actually talked about this before, how excited we were to go back to Magic Goes Wrong, which is their, I think it's their latest show. I think we can call it that. It is their latest yeah, it show. Is. Well, uh, and uh, this is coming back now uh, for it's starting again um, in October, on the 21st of October. Yes, yeah, so we've actually known the, that for a little bit, but what we haven't known is the cast. Yes, uh, so uh, just just to just to kind of go in order, we do, it's uh, Magic Goes Wrong is going to be at the Apollo Theatre from the 21st of October to the 27th of February at this time. They might extend it, we don't really know. At this time, this is the date it's booking. Uh, and now we have a cast announcement that just uh, was released this week. Uh, we actually thought that most of the original cast were going to be part of this. They did say something about original cast. Uh, they didn't make any promises, but they had referenced original. Um, yeah. But the, well, I think all they said was the, the, the cast tra- changeover wasn't going to go ahead as planned. Right. But I guess as planned includes just any alteration, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even the theatre is not the same theatre we thought we were well, going to see yes, them again. Indeed. So there's quite a lot of change. Uh, but... So from the original cast, we have uh, Henry Lewis, the mind mangler, mm-hmm. uh, who is unmissable in that role. I think everyone should go see him. And Nancy Emmett, who is playing Martina. And we are a bit confused because we don't remember all these names of these characters. Well, she played Bear. In, she did, uh, but, yes. But Bear was a stage name of the character. Maybe Martina is her, so, her actual name. Uh, yeah, I yes. think I do. Because Spitzmaus, is, who is her partner, her, her business, her performance partner, was, was also not credited. Mm. So, so I assume Bear and Spitzmaus are just have, are being credited with their real names. Did we, we, we did we buy a programme for Magic Goes Wrong? We must have done. 
We do have a program. Yes, I'll, could, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, we could uh, use that on. to confirm. Yes, but we are, but then we also have some new names. Uh, I am assuming that these people have been uh, some of them anyway have done mischief. Yeah, not necessarily before. all of them. Um, but just to mention a few of them, we have Shane David Joseph playing Sophisticato, and uh, we also have Kazin Tozin Amore playing the Blade, who was you originally played by Dave Hearn. Yeah. Uh, so Sophisticato was originally Henry Shields. Yes. Um, who are yes? Who are some original mischief members? They're probably some of the they're probably the best the best role the biggest the biggest shoes to fill in terms of. Uh, they were very well characterized roles. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Sophisticato like, like, was like 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 Brian e. Morgan. I love a Spitzmaus, but Spitzmaus is much more of a of a physical performance. It's it's not it it's not um the, the character isn't there's not as the character isn't as well characterized. Yeah, Sophisticato it's, it's, yes, or, or the yes, blade. Yes, Sophisticato had something of um, of um, Shields's kind of character in Chris Bean in the Go, Goes Wrong show, which is also coming back. By the way, that's kind of news as well, even though it's not. That's the main bit of news. Oh my god, it's not specifically theatre, but you know, Mischief Theatre uh, are doing are bringing back their uh, Goes Wrong show yeah, and the, the BBC. Yeah, it actually technically season two of the Goes Wrong show technically started. Uh, at last Christmas, at Christmas, um, yeah. because they had they did a one off. Well, they did a one off Christmas special, which has been, which was actually kind of well. The BBC, BBC iPlayer refers to it as the first episode of season two. I don't know how mischief production actually consider it. Well, if <laughs> but, it was just a Christmas special in their mind, yeah, we don't know. But uh, but it is season two is officially starting slash restarting. Yes, on the twenty seventh of September. So it's very very soon. Very soon. We are very excited. We are a lot of good TV coming up now. We got yeah. Taskmaster back, Bake Off's back. Bake Off's back. Yeah. And we're very excited about the Goes Wrong show. But yeah, so if you are if you definitely if you if you obviously BBC iPlayer is anyone in the UK can watch BBC um, for free uh, and it's pretty easy to watch abroad With as well. With a TV license, not for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, and um and uh, so, it's, but, uh, but when the magic goes wrong, we definitely recommend going to see it if you can. Whilst um, whilst Henry Lewis is playing the Mind Mangler, I think of all the original. I mean, I, I personally, I think we've mentioned before, we I'd always suggest seeing orig- seeing the original Mischief Cast. I do find they're always the best. Yeah, it's um, not 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 that we're saying that other actors are not as good. It's just that these people, uh, the original cast, are usually the ones who workshop the material. Yeah, exactly. And the characters are created for them, so it kind of it gels really nicely. I when think the they fact play. that they help workshop it is a huge deal. But the um, as I said, I always recommend seeing them them the original cast if you can. Uh, obviously, that's unfortunately not possible now with Magic. However, we have said since the very start that Henry Lewis, the mind mangler. Um, I think I said the very first episode of the podcast ever. I think we mentioned it. I think I said that he'd be the absolute hardest boots to fill, the hardest shoes to fill. He'd be the hardest role to replace. Yeah, he is iconic in, the, in the, <laughs> despite, very much. Despite so, the yeah. fact he only played it for whatever it was, eight weeks or something. <laughs> yeah, he was iconic as the mime angler. Um, yeah, so so definitely get tickets to go, to see that as soon as you can. Yes, unfortunately, not currently no um, discount. There's no rush tickets. There's no. Fancy discounts that we've come across, we will keep our ears to the ground um, and keep our eyes open. And if we find any discount, we will avail them ourselves and we will definitely let you guys know. But uh, yeah, we definitely do recommend checking out Magic Goes Wrong whilst Henry Lewis is still in the role of Mind Mangler. So, as we mentioned in the introduction of the podcast, today we're going to be reviewing something that is not a stage show. But you know, I think it fit. It fits the podcast, and this is the Jamie. Everybody's talking about Jamie film, uh-huh. which was released by Amazon Prime, 
in the UK on the 17th of September, and we just watched it straight away as it came out. Yeah, we watched a day of because like, we happened happened to have the opportunity to do so, which is not very not very common. Yeah, <laughs> especially with my work schedule recently. Yeah, so uh, the film was uh, the screenplay of the film was actually written by the same person who wrote the show, mm-hmm. which is uh, who's uh, Tom, Tom McRae. And it's obviously based on the stage show. Everybody's talking about Jamie with music by Dem, Jill Spice, Jespie, Jespie, Sells. Well, one day I won't be able to mention to, to, to well, pronounce we, his name well, properly. Well, phonetically, it's just Gillespie, 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 right? Or Gillespie. I'll be like Gillespie. You're definitely Gillespie. <laughs> Dan Gillespie sells the from the feeling, the lead singer and songwriter. One of the well, I think they all write songs in the feeling. But uh, they're all credited on some songs. But uh, well, the, the the lead the lead singer and songwriter of the feeling, the band, the rock band from the noughties. You might remember the song "Fill My Little World" right up, which played on the radio nonstop, <laughs> which was good. I like that song. I like yeah, the feeling. Full the song. feeling are very good. Yeah. yeah, we've seen them live. We're we're fans. Yes, we definitely are. Uh, and the film pretty much, I think, follows um, the story of the musical. I think it's it's a very good kind of version of the musical. There's no, there's not, there aren't many big differences. Story, story wise, story wise, no differences. I don't that I can think of. No, not really. There are obviously adaptation differences, but not, uh, not really plot wise. No, no, not, 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 not getting, not, not getting from A to B. So just to mention, uh, to just to credit a few people, uh, Max Howard play Jamie, and I think, in my opinion, he was very good at it. Um, and and he he's, was a very new, he's, he's a new, he's a, he's a new star, isn't he? He's not a cover, isn't he? He's not. He's yeah, not a, yeah. We also have Sarah Linkshire playing his mum. Uh, and we have a few known, more known names as well. I think Sarah Linkshire is pretty well known in the UK. She's done quite a few soaps and everything. Uh, but we have Sharon Sharon Horgan, who has done... I mean, she's done a lot of TV here. And Richard E. Grant, who mm-hmm. played uh, Local Chanel. Yeah, Richard E. Grant's been like one or two things back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the new Star Wars as well, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Oh, he yeah, was. so he was. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, what did you think of this version of Jamie? Um, Jay, the character or the musical? <laughs> um, I, oh, I, both, if I, you will. I, I like, I enjoyed the film. Yes. Um, overall, uh, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Overall, I think uh, I've only seen, I've only seen the stage show once. Mm-hmm. I think you've seen it two or three times, haven't you? I've seen it twice. Twice, okay. Yes. Uh, I've only seen it once. It was, it was a good while ago at this stage. Um, so I, I do, and I remember enjoying, enjoying the stage musical as well. I think possibly enjoyed the film slightly more, but I do think there was, oh, an, did there was you? I think there was an element of knowing knowing the material more. Right. Okay. Um, having said that, I do think this this the, the 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 musical lost my interest a little bit, kind of in the middle, which I don't remember the stage show necessarily. I think the stage show might have done that as well. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the problem. I find I kind of find it hard to remember. Um, but the, 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 so I found this the state the, the film starts very strong. Yep. Yeah. I think it ends quite strong. Mm-hmm. But it definitely does tail off in the middle. Yeah, so I also felt that. I think that uh, my impression, I don't know if you remember as soon as the film ended, that I said that I thought it'll, it kind of lost a bit of steam in yeah. halfway. Not that it, not it, that it wasn't good. I also very much enjoyed it. But I just thought that I, I kind of felt a little bit like, oh, there's still quite a bit to go of this film, which I didn't, I don't remember feeling when seeing the stage show. Because very little actually happens in terms of like plot there's actually very few like events yeah. like if you were to bullet point the events of the movie um we should probably i was actually thinking we should probably i suppose because this is a movie that everyone has it's not, um we should probably refrain from talking about spoilers more so than usual yes of course yes um we, we can always have a spoiler warning section potentially uh, shortly but um but uh 
yeah, I, I think if you, the, the, the events, are, you know, I just, I just, um, it's, 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 the plot is basically about a boy named Jamie New, based on real life Jamie Campbell, mm-hmm. who had a documentary made about him uh, called, I think it was called Drag Queen at 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's basically, I think, uh, he basically was a 16 year old boy who wanted to wear a dress to his they call it a prom we don't really call it a prom here but his 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 high school secondary school de- de- debutant or prom whatever you want to call it um he wanted to wear a dress he um he he he's to, in, the, in the musical he also wants to be a drag queen i assume that's also the case in yes, real, that was also the case I, in I real believe, life i believe so, that's yes. the career path he wants he wants to go on um he's he's already again i haven't seen the documentary in the musical he's already um comfortably out as yeah. as, a, as a homosexual yeah. Yeah. but um but not out as a drag queen mm-hmm. um so it's not it's not it's not actually a it, it's not actually a story of, str- of struggling with sexual identity i mean there's an element of that because obviously it's difficult um to be to be a, a, a gay 16 year old in the british school even yeah. today um but it's not fundamentally about that I don't no, think. I, I although, know. Although I, that comes into play with his dad, I, I know. Guess. I know what you mean. It's like he, he's come out already, and he yeah. seems fairly confident of that aspect of himself. It's just being confident to the world, I guess, of who he yeah, truly like when, is. Yeah, like when he's bully, when he when his remarks are made by, by the bully, he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gay. Like, get over it," kind of thing. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not. You can't. He's not. Yeah, exactly. He's not no, trying to hide he, that. He, he's yeah. he's out. And he's comfortable with that because because it can't be used as ammunition against him. So he's completely exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um. So, so I think that's just an interesting thing that's not actually about. Uh, it's not a coming of age, gay story. It's a coming of age drag story, drag queen story. Yeah, which well, is, it's just kind of coming, diff- which coming kind of, of different. age story, isn't it? Though it's one hundred percent a coming of age story. Uh, it's about it's about it's about as coming of age one hundred and one as you can get. Yeah, uh, and he lives with his mum, uh, who is not with his father. His father is very absent from his life um, and-, and homophobic, and that's where it does kind of enter. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, but it's not just homophobic. He's also he's kind of all the all the phobics. His dad is not very nice. He's not a very nice man. I think you're projecting there. How is he any other phobic? Where's any other phobia well, enter? Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I just really dislike his dad. <laughs> sorry. He, he might be, but you're just making up. No, that's that. very true. That's very true. It's just because he's so nasty, uh, especially considering it is his son. Yeah, uh, it's not just a random person on the street that he's being nasty to. He's being nasty to his son. But F- yeah. Familial phobic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hatred and fear of family mem- family members. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's so so. That's basically what it's about. And he, he he wants to be a drag queen. He 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 finds a mentor and a former drag queen. He finds um, a, 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 what's the word? Um, not objection, but uh, like obs- obs- He finds obstacles in in a teacher and in his father. And it's basically how he deals with that and how he comes of age. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the plot is. And if you were to plot out, as I was saying, the, uh, what actually happens, a ha- you know, A B C happens. Not much actually happens. That's 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 what I was getting at. Sure, like yeah, plot wise, you mean yeah. Just event wise, it's not that many events. Right. Yeah. It's, it's mainly it's mainly he wants to wear and that's why the middle to the, feel, to the prom. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and that's why the middle kind of feels dragging because he he meets his mentor fairly early on. And then he start he starts going through the journey of, of becoming a drag queen, dealing with the opposition that that, that you see that he that he, that he uh, comes up against, and then there is just this bit in the middle where it kind of just goes on. It's like twenty minutes of, of sort of nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's where it loses a bit of steam. Yeah, uh, definitely the the film, and I don't remember that happening with the stage show. I, I yeah, I can't. It, it, it could be a false memory that I've now created having seen the film. I do f- sort of feel that happened in the in the mm. stage show. 
Well, I also, can't remember. I guess we also have to remember that in the stage show, we do have a 15-minute interval that we kind of stop and, and regroup and then go back to That's it. That's very true. And I do remember think when I checked the runtime, it was two hours. It was just, just literally just on two hours. I remember being surprised it was two hours, mm-hmm. even though obviously musicals musicals are generally two hours, right? Yeah. Um, or even a bit, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I still was, uh, just because it's a film, it's a, you know, it's an, it's an adaptation, it's a new medium, I was just a little bit surprised. You thought it'd be shorter. Yeah. Especially because they cut some numbers, didn't they? They cut five. So they cut five, one of which is replaced. Yeah. Um, um, so, so, um, but that's that's the funny thing because I, 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 I expected it to be shorter because it was an adaption, and um, because I think actually it was very well adapted. I actually think that they turned they they the the director wasn't afraid to make semi necessary cuts, yeah, yeah. semi large changes. Mm-hmm. As in the plot doesn't change, but the but the as in the, the where where we go it's, and and how how we get them is mostly the same. But then there are subtle subtractions and additions. Um, that's it. They made to better suit the new medium, and I think it would do that. I actually think it did that. I think it was possibly one of the best adaptions from a stage musical yeah, I've ever I seen. Yeah, I was just uh, looking at the director here to see if I'd seen anything he's done. The director is called Jonathan Butterell, and he is actually uh, both a film director but also a stage director. And he's worked on at, at the West End on, in Broadway as well. Okay, so maybe that maybe that kind of cross medium experience helped him. I think to it definitely did, yeah, because uh, I think uh, he just he 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 wasn't afraid to make changes where he needed to and make mm-hmm. and add things in. Um, and he, oh, and he's from Sheffield. Which is interesting because <laughs> right, that that's where the film is set. Yes, and that's where the real, real life Jamie Campbell is from. Um, so yeah, so um, I do think it was very one one of the best adaptions as I said of a stage musical to a to a film. Um, I haven't seen that many, I guess, but uh, they they do tend to because they, they t- the fact that he wasn't afraid to take out numbers. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Now I did said I I've only seen sta- the stage show once and I've never listened to the soundtrack subsequently. I think you might have played the odd song and I yeah. might have heard it, but I haven't. Basically, I'm not particularly familiar with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if I was a big fan, I'd be really frustrated that song A song or song B has been taken out. I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen Raging at that on on the internet as of yet. But I'm sure there are some people who are like I can't believe you took out this. That this such a such a song. I um, missed one song. Uh, that I actually really did miss, and I think it would it would have, I, I don't know if Which it would one? have benefited. Um, it's called "If I Met Myself Again." It's the song the mum sings, uh, and I actually thought it was going to happen when she meets the dad for the first time when they when she goes talk to him. Oh, I right. thought she was gonna sing that afterwards. They clearly didn't think it was. Maybe they even recorded it because I feel I feel they set up the moment for it to happen. Um, they possibly did film it and then decide not to use like, it. Yeah. They possibly thought this is a speculation. They possibly thought it it took away from her from he's my boy. Yes, maybe a, maybe they a, yeah they maybe want, that's they, it. They wanted her to sing once and once only kind of thing. Yeah, um, it, g- it, it gave practical. her it gave the mother some development uh, that song, which I always quite like in the stage show. But I understand. I think I understand, as you said, I understand why it's cut because I do agree that then. And also, like, without without these songs, it's still two hours. <laughs> yeah, no, still two very, hours. very true. Um, very Very true. Because they replaced those songs with dialogue and stuff, you know, as far as what as what I what I heard. Um, I I didn't I couldn't remember the stage show well enough to work that out by myself obviously mm-hmm. but um and what the song that they were sh- cut and replaced I, is a song actually that i never particularly liked in the musical I, was, I only heard it once i was here so i just keep saying 
But um, the, the was it was the ballad Loco it's Chanel, the legend, the legend Loco Chanel. Yeah. It just felt a little bit out of place, um, musical style in its musical style, and it was meant to be kind of funny, and and yeah. I and I didn't really find you know, it. When, I didn't find it very funny. When I noticed it was replaced in the film, I was like, oh, they replaced this, and I was a bit like, oh, why did they do this? But then now, and today, I was actually thinking about this review and like the things that that, that you know that I was thinking about the film, and I actually kind of. Got to, you know arrived at that conclusion that it didn't really fit the other songs with the other songs. No, it doesn't. Uh, so it kind of made sense to to replace it, and it is replaced by such a nice song that we've been listening to. Very classic, <laughs> the very feeling nice. sounding song. The feeling have released it as well. It's called "This Was Me," and it's much more poignant and much more better place. Instead of instead of this instead of this Hugo, this kind of. Uh, not down and out, but, but just past his prime. He's now a, you know, he's not old, but a reasonably old man um, who used to be a glamorous drag queen. And he's looking back at his... Instead of telling this whimsical lo- legend local Chanel, it's a whimsical, silly, fun story of being a drag queen, mm-hmm. he tells a much more um, grounded and heartfelt um, story of being a gay man during the, the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, in the 80s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, it's, um, it is and very it's, poignant, it, especially because there's references to Freddie and Freddie Mercury. And expertly, that's and, that expertly directed. That um, they, yeah, they, they he, he shows a video to. Yeah. I, I, yeah, if you haven't seen it, and you, you you're not you're you're familiar with the stage show. Do give it do give it a chance. It's he um he basically he shows he shows videos to Jamie of of him kind of being in like gay rights gay, gay pride parades. I guess yeah. I assume what I assume they were. Um, and um, but they kind of use this thing where where they, Hugo and Jamie kind of go in are kind of are present at the like Jamie Jamie kind of imagines himself as being present at these events and interacts with people at these mm-hmm, events mm-hmm. and um, I think it, and, and Jamie afterwards kind of realizes how easy he's got it he's like um, that he's like he he almost feels bad that he's he's he feels like oh, I'm just a I'm just a, a gay man who wants to be a drag queen what a silly challenge what what a, what a silly in this Cha- day and age, well, yeah, right, what, a, what not- a silly challenge! I'm, 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 I don't have a heart at all. These gay men wanted to live, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and be, and uh, not be breaking the law. Um, and it kind of, and it is, it's true, and it, it's true this in a way. And I, and I, and I, and I appreciate the fact that the character then kind of and pretty says to him that it's, it's kind of in their honor that you have to. That's that's not a problem. Really, that's why they did it. They did it so people like you don't have to hide. Yeah, and now and now Jamie can carry the fire and don't hide, and yeah. he goes off and be a dr- and does does what he wants to do. Doesn't. So so I um now the only the, the flip side criticism of that I guess is then uh, that very very poignant moment is then never kind of really referred to again. It's because it wasn't in the original plot. The difficulties of being gay were only ever lightly touched upon by by things like the the bully. Yeah, but I do um, think that it, but, and 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 now they've they've raised this this song. This was me raises it in such a. It brings it right to the front of the story, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of forgotten about, which is kind yeah. of kind of the double-edged sword aspect of of having this change num this change number. Yeah, I think they do touch on it though when Jamie goes to meet his father and is rejected, and then he and he is um that he 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 suffers quite a lot. I think that moment kind of not it's a nod to the suffering that still happens and still exists. Um. So yeah, maybe, you know, maybe they don't they don't debate uh, it, but it, it they do show it, and I think that's to that's a merit of the film that they managed to show it and how how hard it can still be. Because for Jamie, weirdly enough, I think and that's that's quite interesting. the The angle is interesting that he seems to uh, the society seems to accept him, but his father doesn't. 
because he's so confident with society, but he hasn't really found his place with his father. Yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of like it's not not a society. Like I mean, he's he's I'm, when I say society, I'm talking about his his small bubble, right? Yeah, of, yeah, of school, yeah. and like he he eventually becomes very accepted, and everyone likes him, and everyone is okay with him wearing a dress. Um, but his father doesn't. So I think, and I I believe that that must be the case for a lot of LGBTQ plus people who um are who have found family outside of their families yeah, but sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. like their blood relatives do not accept who they are and i think that's probably very true and very real of the no, you're right it is. i just mean i guess it just i it, i think i think it does it does, if you look if you look at it it is a little it, it is clear to see that that kind of super um earnest depiction of of um of the struggles of of, of um members of that community was not in the original script. Sure. Because I think I think because it kind of because it's like a flash in a, in a pan, right? It's mm-hmm. really it's like cent- it's it's unbelievably center stage. Like everything else stops. Like the whole mu- the whole that song is about the AIDS epidemic, and the and the the and the terrible treatment of gay of um of and you know, of, of gay men in the eighties. Yeah. And it's really freaking serious. Yes. And then and then ultimately goes away very quickly sure i think i think for something quite that serious it's surprising how quickly it it's never mentioned again <laughs> um, you know um i guess i guess it's because like even if you'd seen like like i think if the original if it was in the original then we would have seen hugo um uh maybe suffering um some prejudice at some point later on maybe maybe yeah i don't know how else i mean i'm sure there are other ways they could have included that or included other things to just add to that moment but i don't know if i agree with you there's if i don't think it fell throw away no it's no like I, I, I didn't use the word throw away no you know I, I know i knew you didn't, I didn't but it, I, it didn't feel it's not throwaway. it's just it just to me was apparent and it can be seen if you're looking if you're looking at it that uh it was that, not part of the original. It was not part of the original. However, it's a really good addition. I'm glad they made it. It's a much better song. Yeah. And I like and I do like the message of it. Yeah, I, I think though that the, the difficulties faced by gay men or either drag queens or you know, they I, I think they are present throughout the film in other ways. So I do while I do agree with you that um that is a very poignant and very and very kind of um almost heavy moment in the in the film in a good way. Like you want you want to have these issues uh, raised. At the same time, I think the film does raise them in a different way and kind of more lightheartedly because it's meant to be a it's meant to be a lighthearted musical. So I think it's it's trying to balance that. It's very hard to get that balance right. Yes, definitely. Yeah, um, I think mostly it does get it right. Yeah, but 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 I think that's I think they try. I think we have Jamie kind of going through his difficulties and his his struggles. Yeah. Uh, and I think it is nice to have that nod. I agree with you that it almost feels like you you can tell that it wasn't there. But um, at yeah. the beginning, but it's not. I think it's a nice addition. It's a very nice addition. Um, yeah, so five songs removed, four of which are just got are replaced with dialogue essentially, mm-hmm. and one of which is replaced with a much much better song, which gives the musical, which gives the film overall and the story overall a much better, a much more uh, powerful message. I think. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, so um, moving on, then I guess to so that's that's kind of the changes, right? Yeah. Um, um, we've kind of given away some light spoilers, but we haven't of, as, of the fact that he's rejected by his dad. We haven't said how that how that resolves, for example. Mm-hmm. So, um, so don't. So uh, we'll we'll try and keep it relatively vague. But um, moving on then to the oh, the actual plot, the, the you know the changed or not changed. What's that? You know the actual plot itself. I I overall um, my only kind of criticism of it is there is the teacher's character, mm-hmm. who is this weirdly hateful woman. 
who is who is I, I, I it's almost it's weird it feels like the script doesn't treat her as the sheer villain she is no um it's like it's like it's like the writer himself didn't realize that that she'd written her as the villain so <laughs> yeah i know what you mean in the stage show uh, the first in the first number she has a, she sings a little chunk of it and she so you get to hear her like in this singing in this thing in parallel with musicals um and and she seems to be she's not it's not very it's not any it's, not, it's nothing very uh deep but she does kind of it does come across as this frustrated woman trying to deal with these children who do not want to be where they are do not want to be in her class um i but but not, but still even in the stage show i think i think her character is not well realized uh as a villain she's just a spiteful hateful little woman and and but the writer the writer doesn't seem to right? re- the writer doesn't seem to realize that's what he he wrote it as it's very odd um and she's vindictive and she's a bully and yeah. she's nasty and it it really frustrates me, and I actually think it really detracts. And I I remember thinking this in the stage show as well. I think it seriously detracts from the from the show. Um, she make her a villain or don't make her a villain. No, uh, I agree. Or at least, and if you're gonna make her a villain, give her a motivation to be a villain because she's her motivation seems to just be that she's a she's nasty. Yeah. Um. And it, but but she's not homophobic, or maybe she is, but she doesn't come across as homophobic. She just comes across as nasty. Yeah, like and it's, a it's, little it, bit like it, she like she wants to do her job a bit too much. That like the, the, she, she's, she's like rules like, is rules. You can't come as in a dress because I don't like you, Jamie. I'm not. She she doesn't like that. She doesn't even come across as homophobic. She just comes across as not like as just not liking him. Yeah, it's it, very it's, it's very odd. It's a very odd character. It's, it it's meant, it was, it, it, maybe it's meant to be a depiction of like what's the word like like um of um of uh, teachers that don't accept you. I was gonna, I was gonna say of like um, what's the word? I, I can't think of the word, but like like, not 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 kind of subconscious homophobia. Maybe it's meant to be a depiction of that, but it, but bloody well doesn't come across as that. And it's, if that is what it's meant to be doing, it was not done well. Yeah, she just comes across as horrible. Yeah, but not horrible necessarily because she's homophobic. And vindictive because because Jamie makes a remark which hurts her feelings a bit. And and then from that she's just like right I hate you and I'm gonna literally well, ruin your yourself she, yourself sen- yeah. sense of self. Yeah, she works <laughs> she works with teenagers and she behaves worse than them. Yeah, she yeah, she yeah, behaves yeah. very much like a spiteful teenager when yeah. she should be the uh, the figure of authority, but also the adult, the adult and the the person who is a little bit bo- a little bit more um, level headed. Yeah, I hate that character. I think no, she, I think, I think she probably she probably she probably make my number one least favorite character in all. Wow, yeah, really? no, I, I absolutely hate yeah, her. I, I, I think she's think... I think she's a catastrophe of writing, genuinely. Yeah, well, I think she was wasted on Sharon Horgan as well, who yeah. I very much like. Yeah, I like Sharon Horgan, but my god, I hate the character. The character um, is I I definitely agree with you, and I remember seeing the show, not understanding the character, and in the film, I think is even more blatant that she is just yeah. horrible. Yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> but um. It's hard to explain. But yeah, but the, but Sharon Horgan played her fine. I mean, she 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 had terrible material, and she she she, she did what she could. She 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 well, there's nothing she could do. She just delivered her lines and went home. I mean, there's nothing you can do with with a characterization as poor as that teacher. But um, and that's not a fault of um of the film in particular. That's just that's just the way the character is. The way is. it is, yeah. Um, but uh, but the rest, yeah, the rest, the cast overall were very good. I do. Um, Richie Grant played. I think Loco Shell very well. He can't sing, and that's no. why that's why he didn't. He he starts singing "This Is Me," and then it's transitioned into um, 
the lead singer of Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Holly Johnson, is that his name? Oh, I'm not sure. But then the, uh, so, so, uh, Richard E. Grant's obviously, well, I don't think he's a drag queen as far as I know. Uh, but his younger version is played by Joe McCree, who played the original Jamie in the West End. So that's fun. That's fun that he got to, you know, uh, have a cameo in the film. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure who, uh, he is not the one, Richard E. Grant's definitely not the one singing the song in the film. Uh, no, he sings this. He sings, he sings the first the like, three or four ending, lines in the end, and, as well, he, yeah. and he has a little bit of dialogue. Like, he, and he, he, he kind of is lip syncing as well. It's Holly Johnson, yeah, that's right. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure if, if when Holly Johnson takes over as the singing, if it's meant to be. It is transitions quite nicely. It almost sounds like a silly Rich D. Grant, except suddenly he can sing a lot better. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if they were. They kind. Of, I think I don't think they were trying to fool you into thinking it was Rich D. Grant singing, but I think they were trying to kind of give you that illusion. It was it was Hugo singing potentially. Yeah. Um, but regardless, um, uh, uh, yeah, I think I think they probably were trying to make it sound sort of like it was the same character singing. Because otherwise, why wouldn't they just use Dan Gillespie Sells' version of it? You know, if, uh, if they're gonna do that. But um, but he was he. Everyone else could sing fairly well. Sarah Lancashire wasn't brilliant. Mm. Um, I don't know if she has singing experience or not, but she wasn't fantastic. She definitely wasn't a great singer. She was okay. Um, I think she could have gotten away with a less demanding song. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's an intense song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I think she did. She 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 she, she kind of the, the feelings came across nicely, of the song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think she did a decent job. Um, Max Harwood as Jamie, I thought did a very good job. Okay. I really found I found him very likable. I thought he had a good voice. Yeah. I saw an interview with the real Jamie Campbell actually back when, back when the stage show I think it just opened or just in the West End. There's already talks in the interview. There was they said there's talks of an actual film. Who would you want to play you? And I, I quite like the fact he didn't say, "Oh, I want I want such an, I don't know, pick pick a massive film icon here." He actually said he quite like a, a youngster, a new up and comer to come into the spotlight. Yeah. Um, uh, which which I quite liked. That is nice, yeah. And and that's definitely happened with Max Harwood. Yeah, I really enjoyed his performance actually. Yeah, he was very he was very likable and uh, his wall in my head was beautiful. And it brought tears to my eyes very early on in the film. And that's a good example of um the director director understanding the, the, the both the needs of this new film new media film as opposed to the stage show, but also the, the kind of the, the additional tools you have at your disposal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But there's actual scenes. Uh, I haven't watched documentary yet, but I am uh, keen to do so. There's actual th- scenes of Jane, Jamie Campbell walking on the um, thing of his house. What is it called? It's like in the wall the of wall, his house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in, in heels. heels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like they so, do in the film. So it's a very, very beautiful, very, very beautiful number and very well done. And uh, just worth mentioning that um, obviously with Jamie's mum comes her best friend, uh, who's always there and kind of plays almost like she, she plays. She is a second mum to Jamie. And she is played by uh, Shobna Gulati. Would you say I'm pronouncing that right? Um, uh, she yeah. plays Ray, and she played a role in the West End, apparently. So huh. that's fun. Interesting. There you go. Yeah. So because uh, uh, it's always interesting to think. When I also these shows think on... I also think some of the drag queens were people from. Um, you know the drag queens at the club. Yeah. Um, I'm t- uh, trying. To, one of them was from the dra- from RuPaul's Drag Race. I yes. Think. Uh, well, no. Bianca Del, Del Rio played uh, the ER teacher. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When 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 the ER teacher becomes a drag queen in Jamie's in, eyes. In, yeah, in the world, the, the the song world. Um, oh, yeah. one of the and she she also sorry. played local Chanel in the West End before. Um, oh, that's not, okay. not we didn't see her, but she did. Yeah. One other important change, actually, another important change that was made is the uh, fact that you actually see Jamie's drag show depicted. Oh yes, which very was kind true. of an awkward yeah. thing they couldn't get around. 
they had to kind of had to show it. I mean, they they could have just cut the camera, I guess, but because it, it the first act ends with the Jamie silhouette drag yes. drag silhouette coming up, and then the second act begins with the next day at school. Everyone's talking about Jamie, mm-hmm. um, and they kind. I mean, you could do that. Isn't you literally could do that? It would feel very forced. I thought I did. I was one. I, it would feel very. Not even for, it would feel very weird. To just cut the camera to black and then go the next morning. It. I. Yeah. I. I can understand why they decided to pick. Yeah. Well, they don't depict. They don't depict in the in the on the stage show because it's very hard to get this uh, regular guy looking like a drag queen in two seconds. So they don't have the time. Well, to, having said that, you actually, having makeup. said that, you commented that uh, in the film he doesn't have. Very yeah, his heavy his, makeup. Dra- his drag makeup is very light. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they probably but, but it's interesting. But the next day in school, he's wearing like super like yeah, long, yeah. fake, colorful lashes and everything. But so actually, that exact thing could have been achievable. It could have been, yeah. But, it's um, true. But uh, I actually think it works better not depicting the drag show personally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's an unfortunate thing they kind of had to do. But I thought they depicted it well. I thought it did. I thought, well, yeah, yeah. I feel that the, the new media in that example backs them into a corner. And they dealt with it as best they could. Yeah. I think they, they pulled it off. No, I agree um, with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I and then I just want to talk briefly about the uh, I guess the, the 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 resolution without trying to be too, too spoilery um, of things like the teacher and the bully character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they kind of get this fifteen second redemption story. Yes. Um, well, I, the bully character barely does really because I. Hey, if you if you remember the stage show better than me, let me know in the comments. Restricted our view on Instagram or send us an email. But let me know because I believe that Dean Paxton, like his, I think his, uh, there was a bit more character development to him. We knew a little bit more of his private life and they kind of justifying why he's a bully in school a little bit more. I don't remember that. At I all. think maybe did I make it up? I, think you I, made could, it up. I could have made it up. Well, let me know. Let me know if you know about this. But we we kind of we have a glimpse of his home life, but very brief. It's a kind of couple of seconds i think it's just that his father's sleeping while he's getting himself dressed for the prom sleeping, yeah it doesn't pro- say sleeping much, in an armchair probably drunk you know yeah um i think it's just i think yeah it's it's like it's like it is like someone oh and oh damn we forgot to put we forgot to give the bully justification for being a bully quick <laughs> shot of a drunk dad everyone knows what that means that short hand for top up breathing it's like it's, it's like it is a little bit lazy like um and there, there are some kind of lazy aspects of that and also some weird i remember and i actually rewatched it um, to double check, um, there's a when 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 their face when Hugo and Jamie are gonna watch the video, the ref- the reflection of um of uh of of Richie Grant is already facing the TV as he as Richie Grant is facing us and he turns his head to face the TV to match the reflection. Oh, no. It's it's the it's basically the reflection is a separate recording. And they didn't, and they didn't sync them like at all. Like I noticed, I noticed the first time I saw it, oh, I was no. really surprised. <laughs> and I was just like, "This, this, come on, this film was delayed by like a year. Couldn't you have like edited that?" <laughs> I mean, um, so uh, it's very rare that I notice like 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 really big film mistakes on the first viewing. I'm not particularly, I'm not like, I'm not that guy who notices the water cup. Um, or the Starbucks cup in Game, in of, Game Thrones. of Thrones the first time. I'm not. I don't notice these things generally. Or or the wristwatch in in I can't remember what it is. This is some film that famously has a wristwatch. Mm. I think maybe I think um, it's a cameraman Pirates of the Caribbean. You can see it at one point. I think <laughs> stuff like that. I'm not the. Guy, I do not notice that stuff. I noticed this, so that's not great. Um, <laughs> but uh, but overall, I would say very 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 good. One of the best actual adaptations of a stage show to a film yeah. by someone who understood both the new the new advantages he had, but also the new challenges he had to overcome. 
um, pity about cutting five songs, but I, I kind of, with the how good the adaption was, I think I trust the director that that was the right call to make. Um, and uh, overall, yeah, slows down a bit in the middle. Yeah. Um, certain th- certain problems with, like, I think the villain, the teacher character, I think is so badly written. Um, but overall, very enjoyable, very moving plot, very good performances, and um, really good music by Dan Gillespie Sells. Yeah, I don't think I have much to add to that. I definitely agree with you. I think it's a very well done adaptation. Uh, it's very truthful to the original, but it made the changes he had to make to be to be the best it could be in the new medium. Yeah, and it's pretty easy to recommend. I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free to watch. Well, not free to watch, but it's included in your in the payments you're already making. So definitely check it out. If you like the stage show, stage show is actually closing on the 26th of September, or it's pausing. Pausing. Yeah, so we'll come back. We're not totally sure why. We, we speculated when we talked about it previously that it might be something to do with rights, because it's opening in LA. Not LA. Yeah, LA? Possibly yeah, LA, LA. It's opening in LA, I think, for a little bit, and also the film has just come out. So uh, it is coming back to the West End. We're just not exactly sure when. Sometime in 2022. But um, if you like it, if you like the stage show, or if you were interested in seeing it and now can't see it until 2022, uh, I would also recommend maybe taking out one uh, Amazon tri- uh, Prime trial to oh, see yeah, it. Oh yeah, do that and watch it. Yeah, basically you can see it for free because you can either get Amazon Prime trial or, or you already or, have it. Or you already have it. Yeah. So therefore, it's incredibly easy to recommend. Um, we don't do star ratings. Oh dear. And this is a, <laughs> and this is a film, so I'm not gonna. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't, I my, my star rating system applies to applies to musicals. That's fair enough, and, and includes pricing schemes and all sorts of things. Ooh, looking forward um, to hearing about that, Chris. So, so, um, so, uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. But I, I, I don't know if I, if if I was to pull a star rating like literally out of my head, like out of my um, backside, for uh, for um, for because that's how that's how the world works. I guess I'd give it. I don't know, three or four. I mean, I, this is the thing. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to review films. No, I. Uh, I'll leave that to people who can do it better than we can. Just... I'll. I'll give it a three. You give it a four, because because uh, that maintains the whole thing that I'm harsher than you are, and then that means that officially, despite the fact we're not allowed to do three, uh, we're not allowed to do half star reviews. It means that we'll technically get an average of a three and a half star, which I think is actually fair. I think three and a half is what I would give it. I'm down if with I that. was allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's but, it then. But very, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd recommend. Uh, if it was in the cinema, I'd recommend you page the cinema price to go see yeah, it. Yeah, I would definitely go see it in the cinema yeah. and recommend it to people as well. So yeah. yeah, go go watch Jamie on your living in your in your living room. In your living room, and yeah. do let us know. Let us know um, what, if you what you thought of it. on restricted dot view on Instagram, and also let us know what you thought of it as an adaption as a, mm-hmm. uh, as a adaptation of the stage show. Um, did you miss the songs? Did you appreciate the changes that were made? Um, there's, there's actually a lot, there's a lot more subtle changes that were made that we didn't talk about. Some even that I kind of wanted to talk about, but um, forgot, and now we're out of time. But, that's, but I think that's fine. I think we, I think we discussed it enough, and I think we probably spoiled enough subtle um, little little things without wanting to go too to spoil everything. Yeah, and definitely check out the new soundtrack as well because there are some uh, fun people who recorded the songs, some of the songs, not oh, okay. not the actors, like like the feeling recording. Oh, right. Everybody's talking about Jamie and this. This was me, so it's it's just go check it out because it's good fun. Yeah, uh, Amazon Prime. Everybody's talking about Jamie. So onto our tip section. This is um, so this is a kind of a follow up in a way to our tip section from last week, which was regarding um, the Disney Disney uh, day tickets. Daily tickets yeah. yeah, which was also in itself follow up to today's tickets. So the final the final kind of point in this tri- triage 
of um, of discount of opportunities is uh, is the existence of lotteries. And what made us think about this in particular was actually the fact that um, we have had to record this uh, slightly at uh, at uh, off schedule because uh, we are actually heading out very shortly to go and see Angela Webber's Cinderella, which I won the lottery to. We still have to pay, but uh, yeah. So I think that's well, a, that's, the, that's the first thing yes. I think we should say about lotteries. Usually, when people hear lottery, they think they're gonna win tickets, but they're not. You win the right to buy cheaper tickets, ticket, ticket this discounted tickets. Yeah, so we've paid twenty five pounds each for uh, ninety one pound tickets. Yeah, so which that's is a, good a deal. very very good deal. Yes, um, and we'll let you know how the seats were, and we'll let you know everything about it. Of course, the ticket shouldn't be ninety one pounds to begin with, but no, <laughs> they have. Yes, so uh, the Cinderella. The Cinderella lottery is actually not on Today Tick. So, so uh, some some lotteries you can find on Today Tick does sell Cinderella tickets, but that's it not does, that's yes. not where you go for. But for it's this. on the Andrew Lloyd Webber website. So there's it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella dot com, and that's where you can find uh, the lottery. You can apply for the days of the week you are available, and that and then you know you you can just cross your fingers and hope. Yeah, and do keep your eyes on and your emails because uh, you get 24 hours to uh, buy the tickets once you have been offered them and you're just given the best, there's no cho- choosing your seats, you're just given the best seats they have available uh, in that they're offering uh, at the time you're booking and you can, it says, now it says you can only click the link once so I was very careful to do it when I had a stable internet connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was on the train when I saw the email. I just deliberately didn't click the link there and then. So uh, just do, I don't I don't know how that's true or not. But uh, if it is the case that if, if the link fails and it won't open again, that would be poor. That would be unfortunate. So make sure you got a stable internet connection when you're actually following through on it. But yeah, all you, you just literally give your name, your email, and then you just say which performances of in the coming week you're going to be able to attend. Yeah, uh, you cannot change. So so if you win for a certain performance, you cannot change it. At least not for Cinderella. Yeah, you you just you just win like the Saturday night or the Wednesday matinee. You just win what you win. Yeah. Um, and it's worth noting. Actually, I suppose this is worth saying then. Actually, just because a lot of people want to see Carrie Hope Fletcher in this, um, she's currently not performing Wednesday matinees. Yes. So if you really want to see her, and you can only go to Wednesday matinee this week, then I guess don't play this week play next week because because she's not she's definitely not going to be there at the matinee. And then she'll stop doing Mondays. Very soon, soon. Yeah. yeah. So for Mon- like every Monday, she'll will have the uh, alternate Cinderella, <clears throat> who is also meant to be very good. But if you want to see a specific actor, always check their schedules. Yeah, I wouldn't mind personally because we've seen her. We've actually seen her a few times. Yeah, and yeah. other stuff. But uh, she's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm. It's it's nice that we're going to see her this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other lotteries. Is that is that is that thing with Cinderella? Isn't I it? think yeah. that's all for Cinderella. So I think you can buy up to four tickets. By the way, for Cinderella, you can oh, buy can up you? to four tickets. I believe yes, because for all the lotteries, usually you have to apply for one or two tickets. Yeah. But I believe for this, you just sign up and then. They give you the opportunity to buy tickets. No, I, I can only buy two. Could you only buy yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Oh, I did okay. try. Okay. I did try. I think this was a re- so I got an email about the lottery uh, a week before the lottery actually like saw the the lottery uh, being talked about online. So I think we had a kind of a pre-launch thing, and I think for th- for that they pro- they were selling they were selling up to four. Oh, they okay, probably possibly. changed it, but yeah. So but when when I follow the link, I could only. Press the plus button once okay, to go to. Okay. Uh, so there are a couple of other uh, lotteries in existence. All of most of which we, we've never won the Hamilton one, have we? We have not won the no. Hamilton lottery. But there is a Hamilton lottery, and that is now. It used to be on the Hamilton app, but it's now on Today Takes. Thank, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's that says that is it ten? It's still ten pounds. It's that? still ten pounds, I 10 believe. Pounds, yeah. Uh, and it's the same thing as you do with Cinderella. You go on Today Takes and you just sign up for the dates you're available, and they'll let you know the next week after that. 
Um, another thing that has lottery is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah, Friday 40. Friday 40. You just sign up and they'll uh, offer you... They, if you win, they'll offer you a ticket for a certain so that's performance. Twi- that's 20 pounds per ticket yes, per so show. 14 so total. So 40 for yeah. both shows. That's that's one. Didn't you win that once? Didn't they phone you once and say... So I won that um, basically twice in a row at the end of the year, one year. that I won it and then I, th- I, don't, I didn't think I could go. And then I won it again. And I think they really needed people and they gave me a call and said, you won these tickets. You have three <laughs> hours to buy them. So I said, okay then. And you took your friend, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, the, as they were said, the main thing to be aware of in lotteries is you're, you're not, you're not going to win the tickets. You're going to win the right to buy heavily discounted tickets. Yes. And there are, it's, it's, exa- and it's, it's exactly the same situation as, like, as Rush tickets or Disney Daily tickets. Then it's going to be... Um, well, actually, Disney tickets we haven't tried yet, so we're not 100 sure. But where it's going to be... Where it's going to be um, very, very good seats that often cost around the hundred pound mark for twenty, twenty five, or thirty pounds. It's it literally is rush tickets, except instead of being first come first served, it's first name drawn from a hat or um, a virtual hat. But it, there are there are essentially the same thing. And the three that they're doing at the moment, we know of a Cinderella on Android Weber's Cinderella dot com dot com dot uk. And um, Google Cinderella <laughs> musical Google lottery. Cinderella lottery yes. um, Friday forty for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on Today Takes and Ham for Hamilton. <laughs> for, um, was, in, the Hamilton in the lottery. US, it was Ham for Ham because it was because a ten dollar note. For, he's on the ten dollar um, note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and that's on Today Takes as well. Yes, I just wanted to add because uh, last week I don't actually think I told you this. I tried the, the um, Disney Day tickets just to see what it was like because I remember to try it early enough in the day that there were still tickets available. Not for Frozen though, there were tickets for Lion King. So what happened was you actually cl- you get a seat uh, a seat plan and you you're able to choose uh, a seat for twenty pounds. So there were tickets in the stalls and dress circle for twenty pounds. So they are good seats. They are very good okay. seats, and this was uh, for, this was for Lion King, and this was midweek and around I want to say eleven o'clock. So there were still tickets. So I wonder how are you going to be on there for 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 Frozen? <laughs> very early, probably. But um, I also think that this is still there. Like the the Lion King tickets are easy to get because um, because we don't really have a lot of tourists at the moment. So I, yeah, I assume yeah, that yeah. when Makes tourism sense. kicks back in. Uh, it will be much harder to get them. Yeah, we have noticed that rush tickets have become set fairly easy to get at the moment now. Yeah. Now that theatres have been open for a, a decent while and people people have kind of, uh, I guess the initial Russian buzz has kind of died down a little bit and mm-hmm. we still don't have many tourists. Yeah. Um, so for, re- for super regular goers such as us, it's become quite easy to get rush tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, the other, only other one to mention is Book of Mormon used to do, I think they I think they pioneered the idea of the lottery. They used to do the lottery out, sta- out actually standing outside the theatre yes. an, an hour before each performance or two hours before each performance, which Deborah's won a few times. We've entered many times. I don't think I've ever won it. But no, your, your first win is Cinderella. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yes, but uh, Deborah's won it quite a few times. Um, and uh, they, they actually did end up moving it. So they kept they actually still kept doing that outdoor one uh, before every show, but then they moved, they also added a once-a-week lot. Um, I think for the Wednesday show, they added a, a lottery online. online. Yes. So uh, Book of Mormon's not back yet. Um, they have just announced the casting for it, so it's back very soon. Mm-hmm. And I hope, even if they for social distancing, well, they haven't really got social distancing here officially, but even if, and it's outdoors, so they hopefully they can do the outdoor lottery. But even if they don't want to start doing it just yet because of the pandemic, um, hopefully they will jump back in with the online lottery. Although, uh, although good. I mean, like it's not really necessary for Pokemon in a way because Pokemon is super easy to get tickets for these days. Um, but I do always, I always thought the lottery kind of really helped Pokemon's kind of buzz factor. 
Yeah, the fact, you know, it's... it kind of signals this show is so hot you have to you have to enter a lottery to get a ticket. Yeah, I mean that was the case with Hamilton for sure as well uh, in the US. But it's so much fun as well. I think I have such good memories of walking past the theater, seeing a group of people gathered, and thinking, "Oh, let's enter the lottery because yeah. we have no plans tonight." <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then trying to get to get tickets for Book of Mormon. So it's I think it just kind of became a staple of the West End, seeing a, a like a, a a group of forty people around the <laughs> the, the, the Prince of Wales theater. So it's just nice to um, be nice to see it back yeah. when whenever it does. But add, add these add these lottery tips to the uh, today tickets tips sorry rush tickets tips rather and the Disney day tickets tips for this that lovely little tri- tri- triage of, of cheap tickets. Probably all the tips you'll ever really need, frankly, to, ha- to see cheap shows uh, in the West End. But uh, but we'll 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 always we'll always bring you new tips. Don't yeah, worry. we'll keep you updated as well with. Uh, extra way other ways to get cheap tickets yes and we'll let you know how cinderella goes so speaking of not knowing how to review films today we decided to um bring to you chris's rating system no i'm joking this is uh, one one of the things we're going to talk about but also just uh, how hard it is to uh, do kind of uh, star ratings or even like a number rating uh, versus uh, a proper review and I always uh, struggled with not versus a proper review is on its own I guess yeah, yeah. right because I always struggled and I always feel it doesn't do uh, whatever I'm reviewing justice if I just give it a number but obviously this is not what we're doing here we usually do bring you the full review and we've been resisting doing star ratings for such a long time yeah that's why we've never done one <laughs> but if we cause, did cause we, we kind we of like like you to know what we'd say if we did we don't do star ratings no, not usually. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a, so reviewing so reviewing things. I think is a, in of itself is a, I've always said is a skill, right? Um, and it's a skill that we may or may not possess to a massive degree. I mean, I think we we're, we're getting better, mm-hmm. and I hope that we're 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 useful for people who listen. Um, to I mean, the, I I suppose also I think it's helpful that we've done kind of getting to know us sections, and discussion sections kind of let you know our our, our kind of general opinions and general character in relation to, to theatre. And the lists um, help with that as well. I it, think precisely. So kind of because that's those that's the, the way I always find reviews to be useful. I find. Um, like I'm a big board gamer so I, I watch board game reviews I'm a big video gamer I watch video game reviews I find that what I always like doing most of all is finding a reviewer who has a, who has a similar taste to me I know they have a similar taste to me mm-hmm. it's not, not, not going to be infallible it's not going to work all the time but generally speaking it's like ah right Kevin Van Ord you 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 always have the same opinion on video games as me, so I'm going to watch your reviews. Yeah, and they're restrictive. You um, you have double chances of getting a reviewer who has the same opinions as you. Exactly, and we have and we have, and Deborah has the, the her, her character is kind of a you you you're more keen to like things, right? I am more keen, to and like you're more things. forgiving. Yes, I think um, so. I'm definitely more unless critical. unless my expectations are really high. Sure, yeah. Uh, then I think I, I I can struggle. But uh, yes, and I think that for me, um, usually I I've obviously consumed a lot of book reviews, um, both like from academics and scholars, but also just on Goodreads and people who just like love books. Um, and I always I actually always struggled with the star rating system on Goodreads, just basically because I wasn't actually writing my reviews down. So I always felt that I didn't do it justice to give it a star rating, to give it a one star or to give it five stars. Um, 
I guess five stars is always good, but right? If, you, if you're giving anything yeah, yeah, less yeah. than that, you kind of want to justify it. You want to explain it. And see, I think the opposite. I think this is this is this is, this is a fundamental. This is a perfect example of how we're different. Deborah and I approach things. I think you have to justify giving the the five stars, whereas you think you justify taking stars away. No, no, that's not what I mean. I just mean that if. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking if the author of this book encounters this review, he'll probably want to know why I took stars away from it. I don't know. I, I maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they want, yeah, maybe they want to know what they well, did. Well, I guess right. but see, I would start in the middle. I would start at like three, right? And then and then and then, what, and then, just, and then, and then, and then you need to justify going up or down. Yeah, but That's now, it. but I, I actually went along uh, like a, quite a couple of years not giving any any star ratings to my books on Goodreads. But now, if you look for me on Goodreads, you'll see that I've backed back. Back to stars because I think I kind of I, I think about them more and try to review them for myself. And even though these things change, and sometimes you go back to uh, books or shows and you change your mind about them, um, I think it's still useful. Whereas um, I I have I don't I I don't haven't particularly struggled giving them. For example, on in on Board Game Geek, which is a web like Goodreads for board games. Um, where which because because I think and this is uh, this is some inspiration from their rating system in my rating system because they have they have what I've now tr- tried to do which is um, explanations for each system which I think are incredibly helpful I can't um, I can't really exact which which one matches exactly which number but for, for example seven stars it may or may not be the seven star but for example seven stars on their system is like good game enjoy playing it. Um, but would not recommend playing it. As in, you wouldn't when you're playing with a group game with your friends. You wouldn't say, "Oh, let's play this game." But if it's eight, it was like good game and would rec- actively recommend it to the group. Yeah, I think that's a really. I think that's great. I think that's mm-hmm. a super useful distinction to make, and it Definitely. means that I can always rate my games. Yeah, Goodreads actually has something a bit similar to that, but only goes up to five, and it's about how about your reading experience rather than the book itself. How much you enjoyed your your time? Yeah, with I, th- that I think book. that's it. Just have. I think that this is why I've made this rating system. I think it's important to have an explanation mm-hmm. behind the rating system. But just circling back quickly to what I was saying about, um, I think review, reviewing is a skill, as I said, it's a skill that you have to practice at home and hone. And um, I think hopefully we're getting better at it. But as I said, I think mo- the most useful thing, regardless of how eloquent someone actually is at at um, at reviewing full stop, the most important thing is, I think, yeah, is finding someone who whose opinion you, you it, even if it doesn't match, that you understand how their how their how their opinions are formulated, yeah. and then they can be useful to you. Yeah, you understand um, how I've, they judge things exactly. and what's important to them, and you can kind of judge for yourself yeah. then. The, I mean, there's, there's, there's a particular board game reviewer I know who is like his his opinions are so unbelievably random and erratic, and he's so poor at explaining them that that's that um that as far as I'm concerned, he's just bad at the skill of reviewing. Mm-hmm. So like to the point that he's just no good, <laughs> and and um and and that's. He could get better, but I don't think. I think he's unfortunately he's too pop, he's too popular and successful now to bother. No, <laughs> but let us know on Restricted View. Do you find our reviews helpful? Would more would you know? Would you like a more formalized structure? Or, you know, but now we're going to discuss plot. Now we're going to discuss characters. You know, yeah, we, we, do, can we, do we, that. we we do yeah. we do have we do try and have structure, but it's obviously only it's not really formalized. But um, do let us know how you're finding our reviews um, and how we can improve them because yeah, we definitely. do. If we're not if we if we're not perfect, which I don't think we are, we would like to get better. <laughs> Yes, and in starting this podcast was uh, one of the reasons to start this podcast was actually to, uh, to almost to register the conversations, the many conversations we always had and still have after seeing shows. Exactly. Because we we feel like there's so much to be said, and it, we and we have actually commented with each other how just the, the act of reviewing made us look at a show differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this has been a great experience for us. Hopefully you've been you've been finding it useful as yeah. well. But uh, if you've been listening to the podcast from the start, you will know that uh, Chris has devised his own um, star system. And yeah. I said to him, maybe it's finally time 
to explain yeah. it to the listeners. So the reason behind this, I said, is um, so okay. So Star <laughs> Systems. I think I've mentioned this before. I've heard criticisms of Star Systems. Some valid, some completely ridiculous. Someone famously once said, I won't, won't name them, famous uh, online video game uh, f- uh, reviewer once said. Um, I don't give numbers ratings because I don't believe a complex opinion can be dis- can be um, c- can be uh, convey- expressed. expressed numerically. What a dumb thing to say! What a stupid thing to say! Of course, a complex opinion. Well, first of all, a complex opinion. Of, I mean, no one thinks a complex opinion can be expressed numerically. It's that's what the rest of the review is for. No one is saying. No, one, no one in your comments was saying. Can you please give a review? Uh, can you please have a thirty-second video where you say a number? They were saying, "Can you please sum up your thoughts with a number?" And it, it, it's 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 yeah. It, it's, that's just he's just being smart, and he's and he's and it's not and it's not very not very clever. I've also seen other. I've seen this. There's another video game reviewer who says he who basically says the same thing with with but with less sass. He said, but he basically says the same thing that he doesn't think star ratings are helpful. Um, but his his system of reviewing is buy, wait for a sale, or never play. That's a three-star rating system, whether you like it or not. It really is. And that's just... I find that so funny. People seem to... I've noticed... Last decade, I noticed this moving away from star ratings Mm -hmm. because they... they, they, It seems it became hip not to do star ratings. But people... But but the people effectively are doing star ratings without it. Jeremy Johns... Oh, it wasn't meant to... But he's another one. He does does, uh, film reviews. And he claims not to use uh, star ratings, but his he, he but he does. He has uh, I can't remember how many, if he has four or five things, but he has like awesome tacular, um, uh, um, buy on Blu-ray, uh, good good time if you're drunk, good time if you're sober. Like he 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 he, he literally has four or five star. <laughs> they all do it. All these reviewers who criticize rating systems have them. Well, it's <laughs> so. because as much as I I. I am to a certain extent of the opinion that you cannot express uh, very complex thoughts with a number. At the same time, you are not expressing complex thoughts with a number. A number is just summarizing all the complex thoughts you just explained in your review. Precisely. So and, uh, also, and, and also, it's it's also helpful if you're like if you're like right if you if you if you're like okay now I'm gonna now having given you all my thoughts on the show I'm now gonna give it four stars. If you were there thinking we weren't exactly sure because how because obviously you talk about the talking points. More, the most interesting talking points regardless of whether they're positive or negative yeah. you're going to focus on the most interesting talking points and you might so if someone might be listening going oh I'm not entirely sure where he's sitting on this one oh he's giving it four stars oh that's the same 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 mark he gave to anything goes or whatever yeah. um, okay so it's in that general category I think it's useful to have to be like okay these shows yeah. are in this general category it's also useful it's also useful as someone who consumes a review to maybe if they if you can't actually listen to the podcast or read a review if you just if you know the reviewer if you know how they they raised uh, the, the medium they're rating uh, you don't. You, you it'll be easier for you if you don't. If you only have five seconds to, to look at the star rating, yeah. Because then, because you know how they rate things. Not that it doesn't eliminate the need for a complex, you know, kind of exploration of 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 the actual show. But still, it's I think it's super no. Helpful. You should be able to explain in detail your why you've given the what? the mark you've given. But yeah. that doesn't mean you shouldn't be allowed to give the mark. So, um. To explain, and we should probably put this up actually on Instagram as well. We'll, then. Do, we'll do a separate um, post with your star I mean, I, I, I'm still technically this is still in still in development. The exact phrasing, the exact wording might change, or I might even take out a tier or add a tier. This is this, this is under constant review. But so as, many, it, as yeah. it stands, this how is many a, stars do you have? Well, it's a seven tier system. Oh, okay. Um, you could look at it as six stars, 
or you could look at it as what I've actually written it down as, which is five stars with an exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> because it's meant to be, because like, I always thought it's very funny that the A-levels, and very childish that they call it A-star. Um, I always thought that's very, very You have a five-star star. Yeah, so that's why the the idea the idea was that it was five star star. Okay. Um, but uh, but it's expressed with five stars exclamation mark. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it goes all the way down to no stars. Ooh. Um, Do you want to start from the bottom or the top? Oh, the bottom, I think. Surely. Okay. So what what's no stars for you, so, Chris? No stars, is is uh, is the following. No stars. Do not see under any circumstances waste of time and money. Can can we come up with examples of shows? The that... Twilight Zone stage show. I uh, bitter wheat, as bitter well. Bitter wheat, the yeah. Play. yeah, yeah. That's wheat. it. We're actually seeing David Mamet's uh, Oleana uh, later this week, which um, is basically seems to be the same plot, but that's one that one's meant to be good. And done first <laughs> as well. Uh, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully it'll be better. We'll let you know. We'll be back. But I think with I think they're the only sh- two shows I've ever seen that are no stars. Probably. I think so. Yeah. I don't remember seeing anything else that would actually... If you're listening, think, if you're thinking, I saw a bit of Weez and I quite liked it. Trust, comment on restricted.view if you want the explanation. But I will definitely... I, I, I'm, I can convince anyone that that, that is justifiably get zero stars. I think you can add... Maybe you can add to the zero star, consider walking out of the theatre. Uh, that yeah, I could add that because because they're the only two shows I've considered. Considered that. walking out the theater. They're exactly. the only two yeah. shows that at the interval I didn't say it either time to Deborah. We both mentioned it after the show. The only two shows that I was actually thinking I might just leave. It's so bad I want to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, right. And we had good seats for both of them. Oh, great seats. Yeah. Um, so one star. Do not see only if you have an extremely high interest in the topic or an actor and can go for free or close to free. Um, so I think I think did I give the Apple Star one one or two stars? I can't remember what you gave it. Maybe. I think I gave it one. Yeah. Um, okay. I think I gave it one. So that'd be an example of, of one star to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I say free or close to free. We pay twenty pounds. That's not close to free, but I I mean I guess well, no because I didn't feel it was worth the money. So yeah, so yeah. for ten pounds maybe. But it's also the time investment aspect. Maybe yeah. I should refer to. I should kind of possibly up. I'll, I'll make a note. Um, of um, that you need to talk with, you need to kind of re- refer to time investment as well, because mostly my time that I felt was wasted with Leopold Star rather than my money. Mm-hmm. Um, At least you got drunk afterwards, so it's okay. Oh, so you went to the gym. Gin tasting. Uh, I was thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, so, um, what about two stars? Two stars is not recommended, not worth the time or money, but does have some entertainment value or artistic merit, and so maybe may offer something if seen at a heavy discount. I think that's uh, where I felt with uh, Leopold Stadt. Yeah, so you got a heavy discount, as in you yeah. got you got front row the stalls twenty pounds. Yeah. So yeah. therefore, it was worth it for you, but you enjoyed it slightly more than me. I so did. That, enjoy so that it makes more perfect sense. Yes. I think yeah. you did possibly give it two stars. Mm. No, you think you get three maybe because you're no, nice. no, no. I didn't give it three stars. It does not deserve no. three stars. If I did give it three stars, Deborah from the past, you were wrong. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. Deborah is unbeknownstly, unknowingly to her, using the system. <laughs> um, as I said, we'll put this. I'll put this up on. We'll put this on the on, on the Instagram so that you can actually have a look at yourself and uh, refer to it uh, in the future when I when I use it. Um, three stars is lightly recommended, worth seeing at a good price. Uh, offers entertainment or artistic merit. Competent production. Okay, what would be three stars for you? Um, everyone's talking about Jamie, probably. Okay. <laughs> although, I, although I'd have to see that again. Yeah, um, so we'll go back to it when it comes back. I guess to the West End. Yeah. Yeah, because it's um, pausing uh, for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think what else would be three stars. 
Um, this isn't great podcast content. Me thinking, <laughs> can <you? laughs> and they can't even see it. Uh, maybe uh, Wicked is that three? Yeah, you know what? Wicked for me probably is three. Yeah. I think Wicked for a lot of people is four or five. But, yeah, uh, no, I I agree. I think Wicked is, but lightly recommend. Well. It means it is good. Basically, it's just that it doesn't stand. It's, yeah, yeah, worth seeing at a good price. And a good price in this instance, a good price isn't necessarily like heavily discounted. It's like rush tickets. Good price could be like thirty or so. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so four stars then is not lightly recommended. Just recommended. So four stars recommended. A good production that's plenty to offer and is worth paying full price for. Okay. That sounds good. I mean, that full pro- that does not necessarily mean pay the £150 no. to sit in the premium seats. We never recommend but that. But it means that um, if there's no rush tickets or no lottery and no Disney Day tickets, no, if there's none of that stuff going on, just go and, you know, find find a, find a well-priced ticket and you can, and you, you pay it and you'll be happy. Yeah. Um, but I very rarely think I ever recommend paying the... <laughs> for the, for the Is that hairspray? I think, I think I remember you giving hairspray four stars. I think I did give hairspray four yeah. stars. I mean, did I give it five? I might have given it five. Okay. Mm. I can't remember. Um, five stars, though, is highly recommended. Ooh. Brilliantly entertaining and an artistic triumph. Not to be missed out on. Pay full price. Even change your schedule if you need to. Wow. So basically, don't miss it. If you miss it, you missed out kind That's, of thing. Um, could you, would you say magic goes wrong is in that category? Or does it get a exclamation uh, mark? Oh, it's t- I have to, it's, it's, have to it's, see it's, it again. It's hard. It's yeah, hard. Okay. We won't review that just yet then, because we'll probably go back to it and review it for you here. Yeah. Oh, it's hard to know. This is why I said brilliantly entertaining and... and that should be and or an artistic triumph, actually, it should be. And or. Because yeah. the whole point is that comedies can be... are unlikely to be artistic triumphs, but they can be brilliantly entertaining. Yep. Um, and then the five-star plus, which is what I kind of called it, actually, it turns out. Um, this, is, this one is Make a Night of It. This production is to be savoured. Have a meal beforehand. Arrive at the theatre early and soak up the ambiance. Have a drink after to discuss see it more than once wow see it more than once yeah okay and potentially also give it a standing ovation and okay. I, and I, I and i you know we've talked about standing ovations as uh, in the past i think that only five star plus is the only standing only ovation. they should get standing ovations nothing below that should get a standing ovation okay so that's chris's um star rating system uh what do you think of it how do you rate uh, your things. How what do you, rate well, what do you think of it, Deborah? Is it, is it our? Is it now the restricted view star rating system, or is it still uh, just mine? I can't decide. I don't know because I, I find it very hard to separate the five and five uh, exclamation mark. It's it's that it's the difference that makes you stand at your seat. I think really it's it's that it's 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 been like wow that was amazing. Everyone yeah. you should all go see that you versus see? versus you know versus. Uh, yeah, but I think the five star will, will make me make me do that. So I don't I don't know if for me. Can you name a five star show? Uh, name a show that's like that for you. That makes me that makes me want no, the world just, to just, see. No, just a five star show. Um, Thinking on restrictive view. You podcast. see, I think I ha- I can't do it because I think there's a four. No, I can't do it because there's a five star show, and I think that those are the ones that make me make me stand up, and the other ones are just four. Because I, the show that occurred to me was half a sixpence, which is a show it's a show I loved, and I recommend it to everybody. And I actually went to see it three times, four times. I don't know. Four, I went I to see it multiple I saw, times. I saw it three, so you must see it four. Um, and I, it's not a five star show. I don't think it is a four star show. But I still like recommend it to people, but it's but, not like a standing ovation. So, so what kind is, it? Is, it five, is it five or four? Four. Oh, okay, right. Name a five star show. No, like, <laughs> Which... once is a five star right, show. Right, right, right. Okay, once. But but well, maybe maybe not. Name another one. Blood Brothers. Name another one. 
No, because that's five. That's five. Points. You see, I can't. No, but just name, do it. name You, you do because you, you constantly give five stars to things. Come from away. Right, come from away. Let's go with that then. Okay, but think about that in relation to red, and how you felt leaving the theatre. You should not feel the same way. No. That's the difference. But uh, that's so hard though when you actually seeing the show and kind of deciding. Because uh, yeah, hard. I don't know. I'll have to think about my own star rating system. I think. Yeah, well, five star plus is just that. It's just the way. It's just, it's just, it's just when you, yeah, you've had a transform, transformative experience in the theater. Okay. You know. But sometimes the transformation is kind of slow burn. You know, it'll come in with time. Didn't, didn't say it had to be immediate. No, I know, but the standing invasion is immediate. You see. Yeah, yeah, that's know. true. That's true. Know. But but that's fine. But but you can't. That's that's fine. You can't be forced. You, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't you can't give standing ovation because you think in a week's time you, this might show might mean a lot to you. That's ridiculous. You can only... no no I know that. But sometimes you don't give a standing ovation and then you can't stop thinking about it. And that's the kind. Of, uh, yeah, and you go back and you give a standing ovation next time. I have I've had I've had books I read and gave five stars to, and then a month later I was like I did not like that book actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I, I it's I that's why that's where I struggle. That's where my struggle comes in. But I also I'm not sure that I need the extra. The extra, the, the five star star. <laughs> I'm not sure I need that one. Well, it's it's, it, you, but you also you might need it if you categorize everything else the other differently up to there. The okay. point the point is whether you need five star star or not. The point is whether you need a, how, how many tiers you need. Yeah, to, I need to, I need to think about how many whether it's tiers five, six, yeah. or seven. Seven, I find, does it for me. Um, I could probably I could I mean I could, you could break it down ad nauseum you could break it down to twenty if you really wanted you to could do, yeah. but um, then you're entering the realm of being unhelpful again I think I think um, yeah. having several seven general categories is uh, is pretty good and they're pretty easy to understand as well because you have a nothing and you have an extra so yeah I, I think, quite, I, I, think quite like that. I think they're reasonable but uh, we'll stick it up on restricted.view on Instagram so you can have a gander and uh, let me know if you think it's gonna be if you think it has been helpful um, if you think it is just let us know what you think of star of star star ratings basically. Because we don't do star ratings on the View podcast, should we? Yeah. Would you like? Uh, would you al- like them? Also, let me know if you're like me and just like struggle with categorizing things. And how many stars would you give our podcast? I'd give it no. five, five star plus. No, don't ask that. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's fine. Five star plus, definitely. So as we always say, that's all we have time for today. We always kind of say that just because it's something one says at the end of an episode. But this time, quite literally, we have to leave the house in about seven minutes to go see Cinderella. So uh, that's all we have time for on the Shakespeare View podcast. Very literally today. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, We hope you enjoyed and found useful our review of Everybody's Talk About Jamie. If you didn't find it as useful as you thought you could have done, then we refer you to our our Far To My Notes section where (laughs) where we discuss the art of reviewing. Let us know. Uh, comment on restricted.view on Instagram let us know how we could improve our reviews uh, or just just how what kind what's what style of reviewing you find useful what is it you want to know when you get into the gritty of it what do you guys want need need to know and want to know from our experience at the show to help you decide whether you should spend your hard-earned money going to that show um, so let us know on restricted.view and also yeah let us know what you thought of um the lotteries have you used them have you won them yeah and let us know your opinion about the film because i'm sure a lot of people will have watched it by now because you know it's in it's on their tv it's in the living room they can just sit down and and have a good time watching everybody talking about jamie so let us know what you thought about that exactly so uh without being rude we gotta go we got a show, we got a show to go to but uh, we'll join us next time uh, next week on restricted uh, view podcast bye <laughs>